Welcome back to the Ameritics with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have on the line with me Roberta Sutton. She's written this very important book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And uh, Roberta, welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, this is the third time that we, we're talking about education with you. Uh, this book that you have written is so important. It's a pretty, you know, I want to say it's a, an, a very easy read, but a very tough read. As I was continuing on, I'm realizing that I think that we are letting our kids down. But today, you wanted to, to talk about technology and teaching. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, it's very 21st century to use technology everywhere Um, but it actually doesn't work for education if what you want to go into your child's mind is what we usually traditionally call um, uh, learning for English grammar mathematical principles the gist of history English um, uh, French, Spanish, Latin German, Greek chemistry, physics, and so on, if that's what you want to go into your child's mind, then having to couch it in technology, which takes time and energy and thought, um, it, it doesn't work. Um, a, a, an, an eBay executive had this quote, education and technology don't mix. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> He and some other Silicon Valley friends send their children to a small school that doesn't use screens, any screens at all, only books. You know, and I I love books. I think that that, I always was an avid reader, a a good friend of mine, Zach, that um, does our social media web design, avid reader, Abraham Lincoln, avid reader, and... um, so I think that it is so important. And, and the thing about screens, I think, is um, is that you don't really necessarily have the opportunity to really delve into and just kind of keep your, your eyes on, on a page to really think about it. I, at least that seems like that's the case with me. That's true. Um, I don't know if you – I can't remember if we talked about this the last time, but um, the U.S. News & World Report – makes a list of the best schools in the nation. Okay. And Colorado has some schools on that list. Um, And the very top school in Colorado is a school called Devlin, which is in Jefferson County. And it's an alternative school that's in there. I was one of the six founders of of it, and uh, it's in our program document uh, in the philosophy statement that it is textbook based, and it was the number one school in um, Colorado. It's number one hundred and sixteen in the nation. Okay, Roberta, just a quick question on textbooks, though. That is something that over time, again, the the kind of the activist radical activists had taken over writing these textbooks. And so, for example, you know, I do this World War II project. And I hear that in some textbooks, there's basically only a paragraph about World War II. And we are you doing a uh, disservice to our kids, so go ahead. When we started the school, we read our eyes out trying to find adequate history textbooks, also English uh, literature textbooks. Um, 
they're very hard to find. That's the reason the homeschoolers always go to the oldest textbooks they can find, <clears throat> usually at um, when, when the libraries are selling books, old books that have been donated. They go and, and buy the oldest thing they can find because the, the writing is of a higher standard and it's more accurate for history especially. But you're right. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I don't, <clears throat> I hadn't planned to talk about this, but um, the new AP history text for, uh, oh, actually this year, 2019, um, beginning this year, um, has some very political and I think detrimental um, aspects to it uh, regarding our well, our president, our 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 um, constitution. Anyway, uh, I've been reading part of it, and it's um, it's. You're right. The textbooks sometimes are not to be trusted. <clears throat> well, and to that note, to um, older things, I. I would highly recommend to everyone to make sure that you have a an actual dictionary. And I would say get a dictionary that uh, is an older dictionary. Because we have seen the, the changing of words, the redefinition of words. And that's very dangerous in a society. And as I'm reading the Federalist Papers for Vino and Veritas, I typically have my dictionary right next to me because I do not know all those words. But the amazing thing is... Because those were essays that were in newspapers, and your everyday people, your farmers, your merchants, they could understand that. And in today's, in today's world, you know, I have to get a dictionary out so that I can actually understand some of those words. And you know that I have that um, piece in my book uh, about the test that was given to eighth graders to, right. so that they could graduate from eighth grade, and it's very difficult. I tried to take the test, and it's given over five hours. I couldn't begin to do it in a week. Um, anyway, and let me just let a- me give you just uh, like the top three here. This was the eighth grade final exam. This was for grammar. They had one hour, but they said give nine rules for the use of capital letters. Steve, can you do that? I, know. <laughs> I <know>. number two <laughs> says name the parts of speech and define those that have no modifications and then number three divide, define verse stanza and paragraph i mean those are basic things and i know that i learned that but i couldn't right now I'd, I'd have to you know do a little studying to, to actually probably answer well, all those things the thing is you learned it but that's been quite a few years ago oh thanks um, roberta <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean it that way but um a lot of them aren't learning it now. I um, worked with a gentleman, young man in his 20s, who was a college graduate. I worked at a bank for a while. And <clears throat> he um, he made this statement um, as he was closing out his teller drawer. He was a teller. And um, he was looking at his tape. And he said, I've ran 51 um, transactions today. And I said, run. And he said, oh, does it matter? And he, he didn't know that the three principal parts of run are run, ran, run. Oh. I run today, I ran yesterday, I have run many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, and his, he was a college graduate. His mother was an elementary school teacher. 
but yet um, not didn't have the didn't have proper grammar is what you're saying, and that happens right. a lot. And it happens. I mean, it does happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Well, I hear it all the time. Um, <clears throat> the um, when when you hear people can mixing up the nominative case and the objective case, um, you know, me and him went to the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of he and I, mm-hmm. um, they they have they people learn to speak from their mothers, and it's it's called that's the reason we call it the mother tongue. Your your first language is called the mother tongue. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's a book on that. It's it's great. It's wonderful. Anyway, um, they have learned it correctly in the past because because people used to speak correctly, and. I, I heard this um, recently from a young a young man, I, and I corrected him. He, he's my nephew. And he said, that doesn't even sound right. And I thought, that's the reason. The reason it doesn't is because he's heard it wrong for so long. Well, and Roberta, we're going to go to break and come back, but I don't know if you heard the, the first couple of segments, but Steve had found this um, piece regarding in California, and I almost don't want to read the, the title again, but but suffice it to say that it's a focus on a sex education and 10-year-olds. And, um, and, you know, there's only a certain amount of hours in a school day. And if you're focusing on that, you're not focusing on proper grammar, not focusing on giving kids the proper tools so that they can communicate with confidence with other people. And um, I'm just I'm just so concerned. I just feel like we are letting our kids down. And I know that that is why you had written this book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. I had, had mentioned this in the first segment that you'd been doing some substitute teaching. And you are one smart cookie. You were like top in your class in, in uh, when you graduated from college in physics, you know, one of those really easy courses like basket weaving. And um and you, you said that you came home, you were talking with your husband and your neighbor, and you're, you're going, I can't believe that the kids aren't learning this. And that's why you've written this book, and I would highly recommend. And people can get this on Amazon, right? Right. Uh-huh. Okay, and I think I got it from Barnes and – oh, actually, I think you sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> I think you did send it to me. But you know what? Let's go to break. Let's continue on. These are such important questions, and, and you had given an outline of things that you wanted us to talk about. And then we get – I ask you questions, and we get off. I want to make sure that we cover what you want to cover today in this last segment because I think that it's so important that uh, community members, you know, parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents – Understand what's going on in the education system. And when, the, right. when, when you hear you know, politicians and interested parties and bureaucrats say, we need more money, I don't think that's the case right now. I oh, think that we not. need to, to make sure that we're getting, uh, uh, getting money to the classroom, supporting teachers, getting books in the hands of our kids. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Roberta Sutton, in, and she is the author of What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. We're having a conversation with uh, Roberta Sutton, author of What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know. And uh, you had, had put a great outline together of things that we wanted to talk about. And, of course, you put a big word in there that I'm going to try to say. And that is, you include in your book a study about the connection between the human mind and the hand. And it's called The Phenomenology of the Hand. Is that right? Phenomenology of the Hand by Mark Bowerly. Okay, tell uh-huh. us about that. Well, it basically states, his study basically states that there is a connection um, between the human mind and the hand. And 
it basically states that if you want information to be stored in your mind and not in the computer hard drive, write it. You know, I take a lot of notes, and um, and then I'm not quite sure what to do with the notes, but I think that you're right. If I, if I write it down, I have a much better chance of remembering it because I process it. Right. Uh, for some reason, when you're typing, it just doesn't go in. Um, but I also wanted to talk about... Um, what we call substantive learning, it's being replaced in our, in our schools. And you mentioned this before, mm-hmm. uh, with other subjects such as sex ed, global warming, guns, and the perils of endangered species, mm-hmm. um, such as the spotted owl and the whales. These are political issues that we didn't have to contend with. So talk about some st- substantive learning, then. What is that exactly? Okay, um, you know, our students today are very confident, and that's okay, that's good. But when you ask them a specific thing, they, will, they don't know it. And that's, most, most parents aren't delving down quite that far. Uh, I've, I've heard parents say, I don't even try to keep up with what my kids are learning. They teach so differently these days. Um, and I was um, at a substituting in a high school, and I asked these kids, it was in math class, just a simple, easy question, uh, do you know how to divide? And they said, sure, we learned that in grade school. But when I gave them an, 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 a division problem, they couldn't do it because they're not taught the algorithm that we were taught, and we never heard the word algorithm. Um, when when we were learning it, but I guess it's called that. But they are learning two different, a different one, and I usually it's two or three different ones in grade school, about fourth grade, and and the teachers are are told that um, they even very good math students have trouble with these. So if they're close, count it right. This is in Common Core. Oh my um, gosh! So. Anyway, that's not uh, what you but, want your engineer, you know, that's going to be building a bridge over your highway to just get close. You know what? It needs know, to be that, it needs to be right. Like we like we said before, it, they would have missed the moon. They would have missed um, the moon. Yeah. I asked them, I have some questions here that I think parents maybe need to um, put to their children, like who wrote the Declaration of Independence? What year was it written? From what country were the colonists declaring their independence? A lot of kids don't know that. Uh, How many colonies were there? Who was the general over the entire Continental Army? What Frenchman helped us win the Revolutionary War? Who presided over the Constitutional Convention in 1787? What are the three branches of government? Who was our first president? Name as many as you can of the founders of our country. A lot of them only know Washington. Um, And some more modern-day ones. uh, Who was the supreme commander over the Allied forces in World War II? Of course, he later became our president. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was the first man to set foot on the moon? Uh, What year was that? What year did it happen? What was Pearl Harbor? Um, when you ask children um, specific things, 
they don't know. They, they think they know because they know generalities, but they don't know specifics. You know, in your book, you mentioned a friend of yours who had a, a son, I think, <clears throat> who was um, top of his class, maybe even AP. And um, so the father over the summer asked him about George Washington. He's thinking, oh, my gosh, he you know, has a great understanding of our country. Tell our li- listeners about that story. Oh, well, it, it, <laughs> and it was a story told to me by Tom Tancredo. Okay. Uh, and he, did, he said he didn't mind if I mentioned his name. Um, and Tom Tancredo was a teacher before he yeah. got into politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he was visiting with a constituent, and um, the, this man, this gentleman, said that he and his family were having Sunday dinner, I think it was. And after dinner, he was just making conversation by asking his son, who was about to graduate, well, tell me everything you know about George Washington. And the son thought and thought, and finally says, well, I know he had slaves. Mm-hmm. That's <clears throat> all he had learned. And I, I was in a um, high school where, for sitting in for an English teacher, um, a history teacher, I mean, and I was looking, and they did have books, by the way, one of the few places they had books, but... They, I, I was looking for George Washington. There were three mentions of his name on three different pages, but I didn't see any of the others. I didn't look carefully, but I'm not sure that the others are being are being uh, discussed. You know, I wanted to te- te- uh, to read you something that I didn't put in my outline. Okay. Because this is a startling quote. It's by a man named. Brian Kaplan, and he is an economist teaching at George Mason University, and, and his article is entitled, The Case Against Education. Okay. In it, he says, the education system is a waste of time and money. He says, I love education too much to accept its Orwellian substitute. Wow. Okay, so what do we do? We have just a, a few minutes. What can parents okay. do? What do we need to do, Roberta? Um, well, uh, you know, you can always think if you have a new, if you have a, a child, uh, if you're a new parent and, and you're thinking about education, uh, you might thought, think of homeschooling them. Um, there are many homeschool curricula that are excellent. The only two that I have personal contact with are, um, um, Abeka and um, Calvert. Calvert is from um, at, um, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, you can look at um, uh, private schools, and there are some option schools. Devlin is an option school. It's like a private school within um, the public school system. Um, and by the way, Devlin at its last graduation had seven national merit no six national merit finalists which is remarkable it only had 136 graduates and wow. out of that they had that many um let me uh, read you i want to read you something uh that i have in my book um that i got out of a book called the naked communist okay um which is it was written in 1958. It's an old book by um, Cleon Skousen, 
who was a, an FBI agent at the time. Okay. And number 17, um, there in the Naked Communists, there are um, goals that um, communists had for taking down the United States. And these were discovered in the 20s. Um, and number 17 says, get control of the schools, use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda, soften the curriculum, get control of teachers' associations, put the party line in textbooks. Well, you know, I think that we have really seen that happen. So now it is summertime. Uh, we're out of time, Roberta Sutton, but it is summertime. Parents, you need to be active participants in your children's education. This summer, you know, encourage them to read some great books and have conversations, have dinner together, whether or not, and it may be late because the kids are playing sports or whatever, but make sure that you are an active participant and that you are helping to teach your children as well. You can't just leave it up to others. Uh, so Roberta Sutton, this book, What You Don't Know That Your Kids Don't Know, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, you said that uh, it's been getting great results. Uh, people are reading it as far away as Japan. Right, which I'm very grateful for. Um, anyway, thank you so much for having me back on your show, and I hope this helps some people to be more aware of what's happening in school. Well, that's for sure. So, Roberta Sutton, thank you. Thank you so much.